Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning to all of you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God is so good. Thank God for his mercy and his grace. Amen. It is. Hallelujah. We know that uh, it was raining this morning. I don't know if it's still raining outside, but hallelujah. That's okay. I know that we're supposedly out of our drought now. I'm working good. And got 50 feet of snow in the Sierras, so... You know, we just got to believe God, that God, God knows what he's doing, and uh, we're going to trust him, amen, because he will, good stuff, amen. Well, welcome to Harvest Bible Church, and if you're here for the very first time, well, welcome. We're so glad that you're here, praise God, and blessed to, to have you. There's a connect card right there in the seat pockets in front of you, if you'd like to fill that out, that would help us out immensely, and uh, just tell us how you heard about us. Uh, more than likely, it's through the internet, or, or hopefully, most, most, most of the time, it's because somebody invited you, and which we're so grateful for that. We're so grateful that we actually have a great group of folks that are here. Amen? I think we got the best church on this corner, praise God, and uh, I know that God, God's got good things in store for us. So uh, we'd love to know how you heard about us. Also, it's our prayer request card, so if you have prayer requests, go ahead and send that in too. Amen? Well, we're going to worship God with our tithes and our offerings, so we're going to give, and so if you need an envelope, they're right there in the seat pockets in front of you, or if you've got it all set up to do that, hallelujah, we are just praising God, he always is meeting and supplying all of our needs, amen? Glory be to God, we just thank him, we thank him because, you know, there's a lot of things that need to be done, and that we have to do, uh, you know, we, you know, it's funny that, uh, uh, what, uh, uh, Crispin and I always talk about, instead of just running around trying to find, we need a road map to find out where every bucket we've got up here fixing our roof right now. And uh, hallelujah, the problem is, is that it, it, it runs down the rafters, runs down the pipes, so it's all different kind of things. And, uh, uh, you know, so we're thanking God that uh, we're eventually going to get a new roof up there. It's going to be fun. And in the process of time, we're actually going to go solar and then we're fixing our parking lot pumps. We're doing a lot of stuff that we need to do. And, uh, and in the process, we're still moving forward on all of our buildings and all the things we want to do there. I just believe God has plenty of money. I believe God has more than enough. He can do it. He'll handle it. He'll bring everything to pass. That just means he's going to bless you abundantly. And you guys are awesome. You guys are so wonderful. Thank you for just sowing and giving and believing in Harvest Bible Church. So let's pray over this offering right now. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your amazing grace. Thank you for these wonderful people that are here and also those that are online. They know how to give and to sow. And Lord, thank you for that. Thank you for every need being met. We just we just magnify you, Lord. We thank you that you're the one that just brings in all that we need. And so, Father, as each one purposes in their heart to give, so let them give. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. What a joy to give. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> it's a great <laughs> say good morning, Mr. T Rex. <laughs> I have a little help to do announcements this morning. <laughs> we have a couple of <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you. We do have exciting things. <laughs> we do. We have some exciting things. Ladies. Our <laughs> 
You're not going to be allowed at this next announcement. Ladies, our breakfast is this Saturday at 9 a.m. You know, we always have a great time. Yes. I need to have Mr. T-Rex come out more often. I like this. <laughs> but you ladies, you know, we always have great food, a great time, just great fellowship. So we look forward to you. I don't know about Mr. T-Rex there. We'll talk about it. <laughs> but yes, this Saturday at 9 a.m., and we have our annual business meeting this Tuesday at 7 (laughs) p.m. Yay! (laughs) It's always a nice thing to go through the numbers from the previous year, hear Pastor Mark with the vision for this new year, and the most important is Jim's jokes. (laughs) You got to come for Jim's jokes. Maybe we'll have the T-Rex come out with you. <laughs> but, and ladies, our ladies retreat, we will have registrations begin in the next couple weeks. So look out for our, our announcements on the dates of those so when you can register and you can get your spot. So that's exciting. <laughs> but that's all for the announcements this morning. <laughs> I wish you all an amazing Sunday. (laughs) Please don't fall. Please don't fall. (laughs) Hallelujah. The things we do for love. God bless him. Okay, junior high and high school, you guys can take off. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God, I tell you. (laughs) God is so good. Amen. Hey, you know... If you're going to have to do it, let's do it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How's everybody doing? Praise God. Amen. You guys made it through yesterday. We had a lot of exciting things up where we live there as far as the cells and the storms. And, you know, they had tornado warnings and everything. And so uh, had had uh, inch-sized hail uh, coming across there. So it was pretty cool, man. It reminded me of the Midwest. And of course, they have bigger hail out back then, but that's okay. But it was it was pretty cool. And uh, uh, what goes on there? It took my eight foot uh, dog kennel that has an awning on top of it, eight foot by four foot by five, six feet high, lifted it up, and just threw it over the fence. It was awesome to watch it go. It's like this is cool. Then it hit the little dog houses, you know, and then it blew it apart. It was so cool to watch it blow up and just. It was really cool things. I said, this is awesome. <laughs> you know, hallelujah. But hey, so you guys, see you guys, you guys are down here, didn't do anything, but it was pretty cool up there. Hey, if you have your Bibles, turn to Proverbs chapter 29. I'm going to share some things that just, Wednesday, God gave me a message. Uh, and if you didn't listen to Wednesday night service or whatever, uh, he just basically talked about divine surprises. 
And I was praying this week and praying even after that fact, just, just mulling over that. And uh, anyways, uh, if you didn't hear it, you're going to get to hear it again this morning, believe it or not. We're going to stir your hearts up again. It never comes out the same, but uh, the Holy Spirit said, nope, they didn't get it. You got to tell them again. You know, sometimes that you, you, when you hear something, you kind of go, oh, that's pretty cool. But then if you don't really, really hear it, it doesn't benefit you. How many know you got to hear it? And you got to hear it until you really get it on the inside of you. Hallelujah. And he reminded me of something. What I used to do when I was younger and different things, I used to listen to cassette tapes. And I know all of you don't, you know, know most of you younger guys don't even know what that is. But anyways, the cassette tapes. But I listened to them over and over and over and over and over again until I just couldn't stand it. And then I listened to it one more time just to get it. And it's amazing that faith comes by hearing. Amen. And so uh, we're going to talk about divine surprises and we're going to talk about the, because God wants to do some things this year. He does not want you to be status quo. He does not want you just to go through. He doesn't want you just do things. God wants to do great things through you and in you. Amen. And mostly in you. He wants to stir you up because he can't get it through you until he gets it in you. Until you can begin to see yourself with the blessings of God. Until you can get to see yourself that God really, really, really wants to talk to you. Amen? Or God really, 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 really wants to heal you. God really, really wants to deliver you. God does want to give you divine connections. Amen? He absolutely does. Here in in Proverbs chapter 29, in uh, verse 18, it says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keeps the law, happy is he. That's the King James Version. I'm going to read it to you out of, the, uh, out of the Amplified Bible. It says, where there is no vision, and it has in parentheses here, where there is no redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. But he who keeps the law, hallelujah, glory to God, he's blessed, he's happy, he's fortunate, he's enviable, is he. Hallelujah, when you keep the word of God, things begin to happen. And when you have redemptive realities, amen, and when you get a redemptive revelation of God, because those of you that didn't listen to that or weren't there, the very first thing that God wants to do, he wants to give you divine surprises in the area of a revelation from him. How many know you need to get a revelation of how big your God is? You don't know how big he is yet. Thank you for your overwhelming response. See, the problem is, is that you think everything else around you is so much greater than he is. Once you get a revelation of how big God is, that you got a big God. Hallelujah. You should always look to the bigness of your God, never to the bigness of your need. God's a whole lot bigger. His desire is to surprise you with divine revelation. What that means is God's going to reveal his truth to you. And if you don't get excited about the word of God, then you're not going to be, receive the things that the word of God has. You can always tell how you receive the word of God is how you receive what God can do in your life. If this doesn't thrill your heart every time you read a scripture, then you need another dip. We need to hold you down till the bubbles go away. And then you come up and go, huh, it's all good, you know. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Hallelujah. You know what happens is, is that we don't even know what redemptive revelation actually means. It means what have we been redeemed from? Galatians 3.13 says you've been redeemed from the curse of the law. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree, so that the blessing of Abraham may come upon the Gentiles. Amen. 
says we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. What was the curse of the law? The curse of the law was poverty, sickness, and eternal death, second death. Aren't you glad you've been redeemed from poverty, you've been redeemed from sickness, and you've been redeemed from second death because you've been born again. Because you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you've been redeemed from that curse. Deuteronomy chapter 28, hallelujah, and that whole chapter there talks about that in the first 15 verses talks about you're blessed coming in, you're blessed going out. You're blessed in the city and you're blessed in the field. You're blessed at whatever you put your hand to, you're going to be blessed. But when you get down to verse 15 and 16 there, it says you're going to be cursed if you don't do the things that God got. It goes all the way down to about the 62nd verse and it says if there's any diseases or any other thing that's not written here, it's still under the curse. Amen. So if you can't find it in that list, it gives a whole bunch of lists. But if you can't find it in that list, hallelujah, if they've made something up new like they have now, it's under there. Because the Bible gives you a scripture that says if there's anything else that's not listening, it's under the curse. But notice what it says. It says where there is no vision or there is no redemptive revelation, people perish. The New King's Day says that people run around wild. They go crazy. Aren't you glad that you don't have to go crazy? Aren't you glad, hallelujah, that God can show you truth that can set you free? That you can get a truth that'll cause you to stand strong and to stand good. We talked about Peter when he was hungry, but he went up to the housetop to pray. And he was hungry, but when he was up there praying, the Bible says he fell into a trance. Amen? And he saw a sheet come down that had unclean things on it. And it was a sheet. And, and he did that. God did that three times. Peter said, no, I, I've never done that. I've never eaten any unclean thing. And while Peter was pondering on the vision, because Jesus and the Spirit of God said, don't call unclean what I have cleansed. Amen? Hallelujah. And then, of course, Peter was pondering on the vision. And, he, and then the Spirit of God says, three men seek you. Go with them, doubting nothing. So Peter went with them, and he went to Cornelius' house, which was unlawful for a Jew to go into a Gentile's house. It was wrong. But up until then, only the Jews were the ones getting the gospel. Amen. Hallelujah. We know that, or the Samaritans did. They thought, oh, well, you're half Jew, so you know, that's okay, because Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto him. Amen. So you know that, you remember that. But then we get in Acts chapter 10 when Peter goes to Cornelius' household and, and begins to share, and his very first words were, I perceive that God is not a respecter of persons. Now, if that doesn't thrill your heart, listen, somebody else doesn't get more than you. They didn't get more Holy Spirit. They didn't get more of Jesus. They didn't get, when you got born again, glory to God, we all started on the same measure of faith. Amen. We all got the same thing. Hallelujah. We all got the same Holy Spirit. We got the same Spirit of God. That same Spirit that raised up Christ from the dead dwells in you and in me. You've got the same portion. Now we all start out with the same portion of faith, but your faith can grow. And that's the problem. But it only grows when you get a hold of redemptive realities. It only holds when you begin to understand that I've been redeemed. I've been bought with a price. I'm not my own. It's no longer I that live, but it's Christ that lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. Aren't you glad for that? That you've been crucified with Christ. See, where there is no redemptive revelation, and God wants to divinely surprise you with some revelation from the word of God that'll change your life forever. Amen. You need to stir your hearts. We look at that and say, well, that's no big deal. Yeah, you know, hey, I learned this. It ought to thrill you. 
Now here's, you know why it doesn't thrill us sometimes? We'll find out something and then we'll go share it with somebody and I go, I already knew that. And you know immediately they don't know anything about it. Immediately they know nothing about it. Even when they say, well, I already knew that. Well, I did know it. I read that before I knew that. No. Because somebody should be able to come up to you and quote you John 3.16 and you ought to shout. Why? Because it's the word of God. It's where miracles come from. You shut off the word of God, you shut off where miracles is. See, God wants to give you divine surprises, a surprise of divine revelation. Next thing he wants to give you is a surprise of divine healing. But if you shut off the word of God, you're not going to get healed. Because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Healing comes by hearing and seeing and knowing that it's God's will and God's promises to, to do it. Amen. 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 So, so well, we know that not everybody got healed or not everybody's going to get healed. We do know that, but that doesn't mean that healing doesn't belong to us. Not everybody's going to get saved, but doesn't salvation belong to the whole world? Didn't Jesus die for the whole world? Well, the Bible says that he died, and, and, and by his stripes we were healed. He, you know, salvation and healing goes together. Jesus also said in Luke chapter 5, he said, listen, he was there. The power of the Lord was present to heal, and nobody was getting healed except for all of these four guys took their friend, went up on the rooftop, ripped off that roof, lowered him down there, and Jesus sees their faith, and they get healed. But what does Jesus say to the guy? He says, your sins are forgiven. And oh my gosh, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and everybody got crazy. You know, who can forgive sin but God alone? Who do you think you are? Jesus said this, what's easier? What's easier to say your sin is forgiven or take up thy bed and walk? What he said was they're the same. They're the same. Why? Because it's the backside of Calvary. It's the backside of by his stripes that we were healed according to Isaiah 53 and according to 1 Peter 2.24. Amen? Amen? We look at the word of God, but we want these things. But if we don't start expecting God to open his word to us, if we don't start expecting God to touch our bodies, if we don't, and listen, so say, yeah, but it's been so long. Has it been 38 years yet? There was a woman in the thing there. She'd been bound up for 38 years. And Jesus said, shouldn't she be loose? She's a daughter of Abraham. You got a better covenant than Abraham has. Yeah. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, what about the woman with the, the issue of blood? 12 years and she spent all that she had. Hallelujah. But she heard of Jesus. How you know, no matter how long you've been standing, no matter how long you've been going through, guess what? There's a suddenly coming. There's some surprises coming. And I'm going to keep saying till you get surprised. Amen. I mean, that's what the Spirit of God, he just, you know, he, says, he said, you need to keep saying till they get surprised. He said, I'm going to surprise them. So some of you better watch out. You're about to get surprised. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me read this to you out of the Message Bible. It says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. Wow. See, I'm going to read it to you again. That just blessed me. When P, if, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. How many see a lot of people stumbling? And they do. So, but when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. 
I don't know about you, but I want to be, I'm going to attend to what he reveals. I'm going to attend to his, what does he open up? You know, and that's why I, I, I got out my old Bible that's been rebound. Somebody rebounded and put it in blue for me. Praise God. I don't know exactly why they did that, but they're in heaven today so I can talk about them. And, uh, hallelujah. But anyways, I'm going to, but this was falling apart. And so when I got out my old Bible and everything, there was a lot of, I, I, of course, I mark all my Bibles up. I've marked it all up. And in marking everything up, I, you know, I was looking through some things and I, and I remember, I remember exactly when that scripture became revelation in a certain area of my life and it just blesses me. And I remember exactly what I was doing at that time. I love the memorials because I look at my past. I always look at memorials. I never look at when I missed it. Never. Because that's under the blood, it's gone. Why would I want to remember something God doesn't remember? Never. That's why he says, well, don't, don't you feel guilty about anything? No. Now, that shocks you. Y'all got nervous about that. But see, I actually believe 1 John 1, 9. I actually believe this when the Bible says, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Okay. I actually believe Romans 8, 1 that says, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. I believe that when the word of God says that he puts my sin as far as the east is from the west, hallelujah, that the never do they meet. The minute that you're looking this way, which is west, hallelujah, you're always going west. And when you look this way, you're always going east. Now, aren't you glad he didn't say, I'm going to put them as far as the north and the south? Because you can go north and pretty soon you're going to be going south. That messes up all the flat earth people. Sorry, it does. Messes you all up. You believe in a flat earth? I know the Bible talks about the four corners of the earth. I know they talk about different things, but it messes you all up because God said, Hallelujah, you know, through the psalmist and said, I'm going to put your sin as far as the east is from the west. Hallelujah. They never meet. They never meet. And I put it in also in that same chapter, it says he's going to put your sin in the sea of forgetfulness. He's not going to remember your iniquities no more. Hallelujah. Because he forgave them and he forgot them. He's, he's washed them. They're not only covered, glory to God, they're annihilated. And if you don't believe, that's why you walk around and stumble all over yourselves. Because you don't know, can't see what God is doing. The greatest thing God did is he sent Jesus for you and I. And by his blood, that set everything free. So don't let anybody hold you into condemnation. Yes, you might have did what you, they say you did, but you are not who they say you are. Because you're redeemed. I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is. They may never forgive you. Glory to God. There's a price in some things that you may have to pay for your own self. Hallelujah. But as far as God's concerned, you're as clean and holy as everybody else. Amen. Taking hold of the truth of the word of God. See, that's, and when that's revealed to you, when you know that you're loved. I don't know if you've ever had that revelation of really being loved. When you really know God loves you. God so loved the world, but God loves you. That little song, Jesus Loves Me. When you get a revelation like John did. Isn't it cool John could write, I'm the disciple whom Jesus loved. Why? Because he wrote that book after everybody else was dead. <laughs> last, last of the books of the, of the Gospels that was written. Hallelujah. So they couldn't, you know. And of course, John's the one that talked about all the things, that he's the one that sat next to Jesus. He's the one that Peter said, hey, you're closer to him. Ask him. He's the one that Jesus said, the one that I dip in. He's the one that's going to betray me. Amen. You know, so, you know, nobody could do, refute him. 
But also John was a disciple of love. That's why he lived so long. They tried to kill him, tried to do all that, and God just showed him the revelation. Aren't you glad that John was in the spirit on the Lord's day and he got a revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ and then he also got the book of Revelation. Amen? Do you know God's still writing and he's writing on the tablets of your heart and of my heart. He's wanting to reveal, he's wanting to show. But if you don't have an expectation... If you just have, I'm going through the motions, if you don't have an expectation, get ready to be surprised, but you got to have an expectation. Not only for divine surprises or divine, I mean, when I say divine revelations or divine healing, you know, you need to grab a hold of some things. Amen? Because he also said that he wanted to give you a surprise of divine deliverance. He wants to set you free from things that have bound you. And most of the thing, he wants to set you free from those thoughts in your mind. I mean, I could take these and preach six weeks or or a year on each one because of what God wants to do. But we have to begin to expect and begin to desire. Hey, listen, I believe that he wants me to be set free. I I believe he doesn't want me to be bound anymore. So many people think, yeah, but I've been having, and they've they've had this in their life for so long. And they don't think, well, I just, it's just the way it is. No. Don't you think that woman with, that have, was bound up for 38 years or the woman with the issue of blood, they basically figured they wasn't, it was never going to change. How about the lame man that was sitting there his whole life? He was over 40 years old. And Peter says, hey, guess what? Look on us. Silver and gold have we none, but such as we have, give we unto you. Rise up and walk. And he grabbed that guy and lifted him up. And he went walking and leaping and praising God into the temple. Now, they got called onto the carpet. That guy gets called in, and they said, but he's over 40 years old, because they called his parents in, too. He said, well, he's over 40. You can ask him. We don't want to get in trouble. Talk to him. Amen? And that's the thing about it. They were talking about it, and this guy said, hey, listen, whether Jesus is a sinner or not, I have no idea. All I know, I was lame, and now I'm walking. Amen? It's kind of like the blind man said, I don't know. I was blind, but now I see. God wants to open up your eyes. This is the greatest hour of the church. Do not let anybody tell you that the church is dead. The church is alive. There's revival. There's things that are breaking. There's things that are going. Thank God God's stirring the nations. Thank God God's doing things. Don't you let anybody tell you anything different. Yeah, it's getting darker and darker out there. Yes, the world's going to get darker and darker and darker. It is. Hallelujah. But God's going to get brighter and brighter and brighter because the church is going to rise up. Hallelujah. And you're going to see miracles, signs, and wonders. Just like they saw in the book of Acts. I mean, we see Peter. He's bound between two soldiers. He's, and the next day, they've ordered his execution. He's going to get his head chopped off. Amen? That's what it says. And it says they were at a house praying without ceasing. They're praying and praying for Peter to be delivered. Amen? And the angel comes, hallelujah, raises Peter up, gets him out of there, looses all the chains. Peter goes in the gate, opens on his accord. He walks out, and Peter gets out in the street, and then he comes to himself. See, a lot of you need to come to yourself. You need to have to come to Jesus meeting, but you need to have a come to yourself meeting. Because when he got outside, all of a sudden he realized, hey, I'm not dreaming. This is really real. And then he goes to the house, knocks on the door, and the little girl goes to the door, and she says, hey, Peter's out there. I said, no, it's you. You saw. Isn't it funny? It's not Peter. It's not what we're praying about. And you saw a ghost. Sounds like today. We got ghosts. We got this. 
No, Peter's out there. He's standing. Finally, they open the door, and there's Peter. And then Peter says, hey, shut up, man. Don't quit yelling. Come on, let me get in here. You know? I mean, God's delivered me, but we don't want to cause anybody to show up just to prove it. Amen? But we see the hand of God. We see God's hand, hallelujah, delivering supernaturally. And we see that, and you're going to see that more and more, and you're going to see the hand of God of what he's doing in our lives. Because he wants to do that. He does. He wants to do that in your life and in my life. I'm looking for divine surprises. Hallelujah. In the area of revelation, in the area of healing, in the area of deliverance. Hallelujah. But here's another one that I want to really get into because I really believe this is one of, them, one of the others. There's a, there's a couple more. But really, one of the ones is this one is, is that it's the divine supernatural presence of God. You know, God wants, you to, he wants to show you how awesome he is. Yes, he wants to do miracles. There's going to be miracles, signs, and wonders. We've seen miracles. We've seen miracles in our church. God's just done things. He's going to even do more than that. I'm telling you, there's going to be a supernatural transfer. There's going to be a supernatural thing in the area of finances, in the area of things that are going to be miraculous of what God does. And he's just going to do it, and you're going to just kind of sit back and go, how do we do that? We don't know. Just God. Just God. It's all God. Nobody's going to get to get to get to brag on them. Nobody's going to get to say how good it is here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's only going to be God. You know, but so many people want God to move. So many people say, well, yeah, how come God's allowing this? How come God's allowing that? You realize that God's not allowing anything in the earth? That he made you and I charge in charge. So whatever happens here, it's our fault. Or because we believe God, God put the church in charge. You know, God will do whatever we ask and believe him for. Amen? But if we're not asking him and we're not believing him for that, he's not going to do anything. He'll sit there and help us do nothing if that's what we're doing. Amen? So the Bible says the Holy Spirit's our helper. He's going to help us do the things that we need to do. But if we're not doing something, we're not asking God to move and intervene in our life, and we're not trusting him and believing him, he's not going to do anything. Amen? He's going to do whatever you do. It's quiet in this place. <laughs> you know, you're teaching on dinosaurs this morning for School of the Bible. It's hard for your mind to grab around. It's hard for people's minds to grab around, especially people who like to think and who like to analyze and who like to say, there's no way Noah could get all those animals in the boat. But when you understand kinds, it's easy. And when you understand uh, that God's big enough to make the earth in six days because he's God. Amen. If he wants to roll back the sea, he can roll back the sea. If God wants to rain manna out of heaven, he can. If God wants to tell all the birds to show up, they show up. If God wants to tell all the fish to show up and the nets start to break, they show up. Do you know why they do all those things? Because God doesn't have any rebellious birds. He doesn't have any rebellious uh, fish. He's only got rebellious people. The Bible says all things are possible to him that believes. All things. Now, everybody wants to analyze that and get all excited. But Jesus said that. I didn't say that. Jesus said that. He said that to the man who said, hey, Jesus, if you can do anything, help me. Jesus said, wait a minute. All things are possible to believe. If you can believe anything, I can do something. And the man said, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. And then, of course, he cast the, the demon out of his son and raised him up and everything was cool. But, you know, the thing about it is, is that Jesus said that. And, we, you know, Jesus also said, you know, with God, nothing is impossible. 
See, here's one of the biggest problems is, is we look at this book as a storybook instead of the inspired word of God. Yes, it's got a lot of stories in it, hallelujah, but they're history. It's truth. It's things that have happened. It's truth. And if you don't take the word of God, this is the word of God. This is what God wants to do. He wants to touch your life. Amen. See, if you don't believe that God wants to show the devil and the world how great he is through you, then it'll never happen to you. Folks, it's a matter of faith. We all start out with the same measure of faith. Romans chapter 12, verse 3 says, every man's been given the measure of faith, but your faith can grow. Amen. Romans also says in Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And your faith can grow. He told the Thessalonian church, he said, you have exceeding growing faith. Hallelujah. He also said other people, you've got weak faith. He also said, you have little faith. He also said, you have no faith. (laughs) Where's your faith? Amen. We see the hand of God. But how many of you know that if you want to be sealed by the Spirit of God, you need His presence? How do, you need to know and sense that God's just going to, He's just going to show up how to, and surprise you with His presence. And it's going to be so precious. I'm believing that He's going to do that in your cars when they get to pull over now when He does that. Don't drive because you get messed up. But when the presence of God comes, and it just comes in and just touches your life as only he can. Supernatural things begin to happen. Because we talk about this. Why? Because God wants us to be able to move when he moves. God wants us to be able to stand when he says stand. God wants us to be able to say when he says say. Amen? Speak when he says speak. Why? Because there's a lost and dying world out there that needs Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. There's a lost and dying world that needs the power of the Holy Spirit. They need what God has given to all of us. Amen? And God's not a respecter of persons. That means he's not going to give somebody else more than he's going to give to you. They may believe for more. They may exercise their faith, but you've got the same capacity. You've got the same capacity to receive. Amen? And it's time to do that. It's time to show off. It's time to let God be God. Hallelujah. And we got to get hungry. We got a desire. It says, yeah, but you said it's going to be surprising. It is. Some of you, God's just going to do it just to help you. Listen, God's mercy and his grace is so far. And you know why he's going to do that? Because I'm praying for you. I pray for you. I pray for God to open up your eyes. I pray for God to touch. I pray for God to do supernatural things. His presence. Do you know that you've been upheld? Strengthened through things. Amen? His divine presence. Because when God shows up, whoo! Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So you have to understand, you know, with the Holy Spirit, he'll come in with a bang. But he'll leave quietly. And you won't even know he's gone. If you grieve him and don't do the right things. Now with the devil, he always sneaks in. And then when he's leaving, he wants to make a ado. Amen. He wants to, you know, he wants to do that. You see that all the way through whenever the demons are cast out. You see that with the little boy right there when Jesus said, all things are positive and believe. He, they, you know, Jesus is talking. The little boy falls down, throws him into the fire and everything. He tries to make this big thing. Hallelujah. Tries to let everybody see how, what, what's going on. But thank God, God's greater than all of that stuff there. God's far greater than those things that are there. God's desire, hallelujah, is that you taste and see that the Lord is good. 
I mean, that's the one thing you want to do. You want to do that with your kids. You want to let them taste and see that, that divine presence. Because once you get really taste and see and you get the presence of God, you, you just can't backslide. You cannot fall away from God. You, you just, it just won't happen. You just, because you want that more than anything else in your life. So I tell people, you just need to taste and see. Once you've tasted and seen how good God is, you don't care what anybody else says or does. Amen. See, God wants to give you a d- divine surprises of revelation knowledge of the word of God. He wants to. He wants to give you surprises of divine healing. He wants to give you surprises of divine miracles. He wants you to give, dis- you know, uh, surprises of divine deliverance, setting you free that something doesn't have a hold on you anymore. That you, you know, your temper's gone. Anything else that you do, you just don't do these things. All of a sudden, it sets you free, and you're like, I don't know, but I'm just set free. I don't have a desire for that anymore. God set me free free. Hallelujah. It's just changing. It's just changing. Amen. Thank God. Thank God for his amazing grace. Hallelujah. And he's also doing that in deliverance. He's also doing that in his presence. But here's something here. And this is really the Lord too. And we're going to take a little bit next few minutes here on this is that he's also going to give you divine surprises of connections and friendships. How do you know that we need to broaden our sphere of influence and friendship so that we can touch them more lives than we're touching. Sometimes we get comfortable as the body of Christ. Amen. So it says, yeah, but pastor, we got a packed church. We're thinking, yes, we are. Glory to God, but we need to be packed more. Somebody else ought to be fighting for your seat. Hallelujah. No, amen. Why? Because of the power of the presence of God, because we want people's lives to be touched. Amen. God wants to have divine connections in your life. He wants that. He wants there to be a surprise. And he also wants that there's going to be people that are going to, that friendships that are so precious that you can do and you can be there at the right moment at the right time. Amen? I don't know if you've ever been that kind of friend or you've been that kind of person to where there's a situation and you were able to step in and say, no, here's how we're going to handle it. And, and to cause peace and to cause things to take place. Such a blessing where you become a divine connection where God's hand is upon you. Amen? And recognize that. Recognize that. You know, it's funny. We don't, we don't really know. I mean, if you ask people, uh, you know, if you have any real friends, real friends, you have somebody who'll drop everything, get on a plane, fly halfway around the world just to help you. <laughs> you know, but there are those that you touch and there's life. You know, if you have one of those, praise God, that's awesome. You know, in your lifetime, in a lot of ways. But the key is God's going to bring divine connections. He's also going to bring divine friendships that are going to just change what you, but it's also going to enhance and help you, just like he did for the Apostle Paul. The supernatural connections. Amen? Just like he did even with Jesus picking his disciples. Isn't that amazing? Jesus walks down the seashore and he sees Peter and James, you know, or Peter and Peter there, but then John and James. He sees them, they're fishing. They don't, and he turns around and says, Hey, come on, follow me. I'm going to make you fishers of men. They just throw everything away and follow. Okay, time out. Somebody says, Yeah, but that was a different time, obviously. But the key is, is that, uh, but when you know what God is saying, hallelujah, then you can see what God's doing. See his hand. Do you know God's doing that now? 
I know that when God called me to, to into ministry and God told me where to go and supernaturally, it was a divine call and it was a divine supernatural leading. Even when everybody else around me was saying, don't do that, do this, don't do that, do this. I knew in my heart by the spirit of God, no, do this and do this and do this. Even though you wouldn't have classified me as some spiritual person at all. I was 18 years old. I didn't know nothing. 18 years old. But when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, I knew I was called of God. And then when I heard another, somebody said something, I said I knew that was the school I was supposed to go to. Even when everybody else around me was telling me, no, go here. You're not going to. I just knew. He said, well, how did you know? On the inside of me. I just knew. And I just knew. And I stayed steady. Even when I thought I was rejected. Because I didn't get accepted that year. I got accepted the following year. But I thought, okay, well, they didn't want me, so praise God, I must have missed it. Amen. The key is, though, when it, but then when they did send it to me and say, hey, you're accepted, I said, well, Lord, I'm going. Even when my family said, you're not supposed to go. Even when everybody around says you're going to fall and you're not going to be able to do things. How did I went going and knowing, and then when I got there, I got connected with 800 other people who had the same story who had the same calling, who had the same thing that they got there by all these different ways, and you got connected. And there's divine connections that I have to this day after 44 years. 44 years ago. And so I have the same connections and have things that we do. Amen? So that when you go through things, you have folks that are your friends, folks that you can help, folks that you can touch lives. Amen? No matter what, there's, there's a divine connection. That how you can help them, how you can encourage them, how you can strengthen them. Amen? And and vice versa, them strengthening you. Amen? And God's going to do that. God's going to connect you with some folks. He really is. And and here's some things too. God's going to connect you and it's going to increase your prosperity. Because God's tied your prosperity to some of your connections and your friendships. So just believe that. Hallelujah. It may even get crazy. You know, we taught on Wednesday night about uh, Paul had a crazy friend. He was the highest pagan priest in Ephesus. He, he worshiped the devil. And he was Paul's, one of Paul's friends. And he's the one that convinced Paul not to go into the, into the arena where he could have been severely harmed or killed. So it says, well, what does that mean? That means you're going to have, you're going to get connected with some ungodly people, but hey, listen to the Holy Spirit. Watch what God can do. Amen. Amen. I mean, when I didn't get, get accepted into Bible school, I went, came back to California because I was out of state, came back to California and I started doing sheet metal and doing air conditioning and uh, building everything in the shop, building all the plenums and all the stuff that we're going to get tore out of here and do. I built all those things and, and, and created all the ductwork. So I'm in there and I'm working with two heathens. I mean, these guys were... Whew, and one was really bad, you know. He was just, I mean, he would just be partying all night long. He'd come in. He just really, and everybody, you know, he was, his name was Stan. And everybody was afraid of him. And because he was pretty crazy. And he would just, you know, uh, he was just crazy. Just he was cussing and screaming. And I just decided I was going to make Stan a project because I'm born again, love God. And so, and Stan would hammer me and he'd get so mad he'd yell. But you know that every one of my sheet metal tools that I have, Stan gave to me. Every one of them. He'd say, you don't have it. He, you need this. And he'd cuss me out while he's giving it to me. 
He said, here, 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 you know. And when I sliced my finger open really bad one time, he said, we got to go to the, he took me to the emergency. He said, now listen, when we get in there, you rip that thing open and let that blood go all over that people. That'll get us in there faster. <laughs> I said, all right, we'll do this. So anyways, that's the kind of guy he was, you know. But he'd tell me, and I worked with him for a year, and he would tell me all the time, he'd say, listen, you know, because he didn't believe me, I told me he was an atheist, but then when I told him, hey, listen, I got accepted at Bible college and I'm going. You know, of course, he told me, you know, that was all, but then he said this, on my last day, he said, hey, he said, you know what, he said, I've hammered you for a year, he said, "If if there is a God, you know, and there is somebody who believes. He said, you have totally been the most godlike person I've ever been around in my life. And uh, I said, well, Stan, I said, I want you to be born again. I want you to know Jesus. He, he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't accept Jesus. I don't know what happened to him. But I do know that I left a mark on his life because, you know, I just kept saying, no, here's what we're going to do. And the bad thing about it is we supposedly worked for a Christian company, which was sad. Hallelujah. Him and I both knew that it was kind of dangerous. It was not really Christian, even though they professed. That's what, that's what used to make them. Him and the other guy, pretty frustrated in some things. Why do I share that? I'm not bragging on me. I'm bragging on what God can do. Because like I said, in the midst of that, I learned a lot. He was a very smart guy and all those things there. Learned a lot of stuff. Learned how to do a lot of things. And it was just funny because, like I said, I go to my drawer and I pull out and I look at these things. I have a sheet metal drawer with all of my tin snips and all of my shears and all of my you know bending things. And I go, Stan! <laughs> I said, God, I don't know if he's alive. He's probably gone. He's, he's an older guy. So, hey. I said, but hey, I just trust that you sent laborers across his path. Why is that so important? Because God ties you to people. And sometimes we want to be so holy that we don't want to. But yet, you know what? Those are the people that we want to reach and let God touch their lives so they can be born into the kingdom of God. No, I didn't go out and party with Stan. I didn't go out and do things. I didn't do it. I just kept preaching the gospel. I just kept living what God said. I kept standing my ground, saying, no, I'm not going to do this. Where's what we're going to do? Amen? Because I believe with all my heart that God has some surprises for you. And they're divine surprises. And we need to get ready for it. Like I said, I was studying and doing things. And the Lord says, no, I want you to do that. I want you to stir their hearts. He said, I want to surprise them. But some of them are making it hard. Amen? He's trying to get you at the right place at the right time. He's trying to get you at a place where, right, where all of a sudden, hey, there you go, look at this. And he's going to take you step by step. He's going to show you these things here. Amen? So let's begin to believe for that. Let's begin to believe that God's going to do this. He's going to do just what he did in the word of God. He's going to do this. We're going to see people come. Hallelujah. We're going to see the hand of God. Amen? And divine connections. Divine connections. Hallelujah. God is. God's going to show us. I believe that. with all, and, and you know what? I also believe that you may already be connected to them. And you're thinking, these people are, why do I keep putting up with this person? God's got something. Do you ever have somebody that you want to get rid of always comes back in your life? And you think, Shh, don't look to the right or the left. Come on. If you stay focused... See, that's, you guys always give yourself away. If you stay focused, you got to stay focused. You guys, don't be picking on people either, eh? Hallelujah. Listen, if God can bring people together, God can show you to do things. God, God can do. 
Hallelujah. Why does he want to do this? Because he wants you to see how real he is in your life. He wants you to show, he wants to show you how amazing he is and really what he can do. I know when I went to um, one of my first missionary trips um, that I did, I went to Hungary and uh, I was sent to Hungary and I went into Yugoslavia at the time because that was before everything blew up and we had to cross a lot of checkpoints and we had to go and I went into Romania too. But anyways, we were headed into these places and I, I got into with the missionary that I met in Austria and we got there and so we got in cars and we were driving and uh, I said, well, what are we doing? What's the schedule like? What are we doing? He said, schedule? I said, well, what time are we supposed to be? He said, they don't even know we're coming. I said, awesome. <laughs> and we're going through three communist countries here and they don't even know we're coming. He said, ah. He said, we're just going to pray. So we go through all these checkpoints with people with machine guns on their backs and we get through all these places. We get into Hungary. I said, okay. He said, we're just going to pray. I said, well, where are they meeting? He said, well, they meet in a different place because it's illegal to meet. So they're going to meet. They meet in a different place all the time. So we just got to pray and ask the Holy Spirit where they're meeting today. It was awesome. I thought, I don't want to appear unspiritual. (laughs) I don't want to appear that, you know, what's going on. So I just said, well, let's pray. So we just started praying and we started walking and we just let God lead us right into where they were at, right into the church service. Well, we do it. And, and the crazy thing is, is that they are expecting me and I'm supposed to speak that day and they don't even know I'm coming except they said, the Lord told them somebody's coming to speak for them today. And I said, that's awesome. You know, and then we went into Romania and then we went into all these other places. Of course, by that time, I'm like, Yo, let's do this thing. This is fun. This is exciting. You never know what's going to happen. Hallelujah. Let's just do this, you know. I mean, glory to God. I, I thought it was crazy. Yeah, I, I took him a chainsaw. You ever go through customs with a chainsaw? Because he wanted, he needed a chainsaw in Austria and he wanted an American steel chainsaw. So I bought one for him, put it in a, in a suitcase, got to New York and New York just made me bust up, called me out, you know, went through all kinds of stuff with them. They were the worst country. <laughs> Ours. <laughs> but why am I saying that? Because it was so exciting to just go and be, to go and just watch God do supernatural things everywhere we went. Watch his hand touching the lives of people. And the funny thing about it, they all knew we were coming. We didn't know where we were going. We didn't know what we were doing, but God did. Now, we have a tendency in America, we want everything to be structured. We want to know. I, hey, you're talking to, I like time. I like things. I, was, I mean, I love things. Start on time, end on time. Everything's structured. Give me point one, two, three. Love that. I want to do four points in a poem right there. Let's do that. Let's have this thing down. And you guys all been praying, mess me all up with a lot of things. No, I just yield into God. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, we're just following what God's saying and trusting that the Holy Spirit's ministering to your lives because God wants you to get out of your own comfort zone because he wants to give you divine surprises. So get ready. Get ready for some supernatural things that are going to take place. Hallelujah. And then, you know, I'm kind of building this up so we can have a great testimony time and a great thing so that you actually have now testimonies, not last year's testimony, not 
two, 20 years ago testimony, but you have a today testimony, a today, that Jesus Christ is today. Amen. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Lord, I've just shared from my heart today. You just told me to dig this, stir them up, get them to, to believe you, get them to turn and begin to expect some things. Hallelujah. And Father, you may have already started because I believe you have. I believe you're doing things. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There are divine surprises that are going to take place. Lord, the reason being is because you're real. You're not a God that's way out there. You're a God that's right here. You sent Jesus who died for us. And your salvation is real right now. Your relationship with us is real and your fellowship with us is real. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Father. We don't want to be falling all over ourselves like the the message Bible says. Father, we want to be happy and joyful and excited about what you're doing in our lives. Lord, thank you for these amazing folks that are here and the amazing folks that are watching. Lord, you've got your hand upon them. They may have thought, well, this is, no, 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 no. This isn't it. God's got even greater things for you. God's got even greater things to bring into your path. God's got greater things to touch your life with it. So many things. Oh, Father, I thank you for that. But Father, the greatest thing is for people to be born into the kingdom of God. And Lord, if there's anybody here or anybody watching that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and as their Savior, they may know about Him, they may believe in Him, but they really don't know them. They don't know if they would die today, they would make heaven. They're not sure of their salvation. And if you're here under the sound of my voice and you're not sure of that, we want to make you sure. We want you to have a no-so salvation so that you just know. You know this, that God loves you, He cares for you. Because the Bible says if you do believe in your heart and you do confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. So if you're here and you want us to pray for you, you want that, you desire, just raise your hand real high so I can pray. God loves you. He cares. He really does. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And if you're watching this, you know, all you need to do is just, hallelujah. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that you're my Lord and my Savior and you've forgiven me of all my sins. Hallelujah. Lord, thank you for the body of Christ and thank you. Hallelujah. That Father, when you touch our hearts, you cause us to just draw near to you. And so, Lord, thank you. I know I'm preaching to the body of Christ. But that's what you've called me. You called me to preach to Harvest Bible Church and preach to the folks that are what but preach let us get ready. Get ready, because there's some surprises that are going to take place. Some good things are going to happen in our lives. And Lord, we honor you for that. We love you for it now. And it's in Jesus' wonderful name that we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. So you better get ready. You're about to get blessed. There's going to be things that are going to take and things that are going to surprise you. God's got it. I believe that with all of my heart. I really, really do. I do believe that with all my heart. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, let's all stand up. We're going to have our prayer team come forward. If you need prayer this morning for anything, they will be here to pray with you. If you just want to come and talk to them about Jesus, just talk to them. They'll be here to help you. I love you. 
God loves you. Hallelujah. Don't forget all of these uh, are for free. If you want to leave a donation, you can, but all these books and stuff are for free. You can just take them. I love you. God loves you. Be blessed. Amen.